If you have your Bibles, as uh, Pastor Tara has already said, we're in Psalm and 23. So uh, not a difficult one to find. It's the one that if you just uh, let your Bibles loose, it'll open up there automatically, right? Because we're in there so often. Uh, Psalm 23 and verses 1 through 6. I am so excited to be involved in a church uh, that just doesn't consider Sundays as the flagship. There's so much going on all of the time. And uh, kind of Monday through Saturday, you could jump online and find on most days something is happening that you could be a part of at this church. It's amazing. Whether it's through kids ministry, youth ministry, uh, life groups, uh, women's, men's, seniors, mentor catch-ups, coffees, including food relief that normally happens on Thursday in a formal way sometimes happens randomly on any other day of the week. Somebody rings up and says, I need some food. Well, it just happens. And today, what we are doing together, the opportunity is that we do it together with those absolute stack of food relief boxes that we want to top up with goodies that have been collected and then have them gift wrapped with a note and given to a family that is in need. How precious is that? It's amazing. Stuff happens all the time. And the, the intuitive understanding of how we can bless people. I love the creativity. I love the fact that there's no boundaries around love and care. Isn't that precious? There's no boundaries around how much we can love and care. I mean, God is the boundary and how much does he love and care? So there's no boundary, right? And uh, that means that we can be creative and inventive and I love it. Read with me as we roll through Psalm 23, the most well-known psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. In verse 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As we come particularly close to Christmas 2022, there's all sorts of plans that are running through your head. I've just reminded you of a whole bunch of them right now. As I mentioned plans for Christmas, it's chaotic in my head, right? What will we do? For Christmas lunch. 
I think it's a valid plan because mums know, right? If you don't have a plan, you may not eat lunch because very little is open. Although I must admit that these days more is open. That's tragic, but it's a reality. But if you don't play, plan well, it might just be KFC again. Nothing else really seems to be open. If you're not organised, probably won't turn out really well. A person never plans to fail. Isn't that the saying? They fail to plan. And that result has never been good for anybody. So, Tracy, be on your game for Christmas. <laughs> and it's not just about what you are going to eat. It's about what it means. In Psalm 23, so emphatically reminds us about what life really means and what matters. I think Psalm 23 can help us a lot, at least with some of the hints on the right type of plan to have. The idea around our Christmas series is that everyone is invited to Jesus' table. I said things happen last week. We didn't have this, do we? Isn't that amazing? And last week, we didn't have a foyer. And you blink and something happens. Creative people just step in and make things happen. Everyone has a seat at the king's table. That's the idea around our Christmas series. God's plan is revealed here in Psalm 23. It's laid out in the Bible for everyone to see, hear and to listen and to adhere to. And uh, to use a Christmas pun, it's as clear as a bright star on a dark night. God has a plan. On April 15, 2004, not so long ago, shepherds caught a merino male sheep in New Zealand. Not that unusual unless the sheep hasn't been shorn for six years and starts looking like this. That's Shrek the sheep. Uh, that particular sheep apparently hid in caves to avoid being caught for six years. Uh, fictional ogre Shrek in, kind of inspired the nickname that they gave it to. And after finally being caught, Shrek was shorn by professionals on TV and it went global. Can you imagine, right? Only happened in New Zealand. Apparently there was enough wool when they did the shearing of Mr Shrek there to make 20 large men's suits. So Shrek for a time became the most famous sheep in the world, even going to Parliament and meeting the New Zealand Prime Minister. This is the story of a lost sheep being rescued. How does that relate to uh, Psalm 23? Well, both have shepherds. It's got to be a link somewhere, right? There's a shepherd involved in the 23rd Psalm. We know that it starts out, the Lord is my shepherd. I want to see this morning, in a few brief moments, the importance 
about plans, sheep, and a shepherd. God knows we need a plan. God himself has a plan, and he invites us to agree with him about it. So plan to allow the shepherd into your circumstances. Can you say, the Lord is my shepherd? Rhetorical question. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack no thing. I shall not want, I lack nothing. It's an expression of dependence. A sheep can't live independently of the shepherd for very long successfully. Shrek the sheep was actually in a lot of danger if he wasn't shorn. It released him from further danger and it happened at a good time. I want to say if Jesus is your shepherd, then you should be able to say with the psalmist David that I lack nothing, I shall not want for anything. I do not lack, I cannot lack, I shall never lack with a shepherd like Jesus. He's going to provide for me. God himself is my provision. All I need, I have because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want doesn't say difficult circumstances won't happen. doesn't say that. And people actually make life way too complicated, way too distracting, way too filled up Someone once said the church is really good until people come wasn't me. I shall not want because the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me, in verse 2, to lie down in green pastures. You see, sheep need nourishment, lots of it. But have you ever noticed it says, he makes me lie down? Now, little known fact, Sheep don't lie down if they're stressed or scared. True, apparently. They have to feel safe. They need to be relaxed. They need to be in a, uh, a state of comfort for them to actually feel like they want to lie down. So let me remind you of the first point in this message. Plan to allow the shepherd into your circumstances. And what I mean by that is, I feel busy at this time of the year. Has, uh, a, could I kind of get anybody's attention if I said, work party? Work Christmas party? What about friend catch-ups around Christmas time? Uh, what about need to think about relatives a little more than normal? Uh, what about extras that happen around this time of the year? Like Pastor Gary even saying, you know, we want to wrap some parcels to give to people in need. It's an extra, isn't it? There's stuff happening at this time of the year. It's busy. 
And then we have Psalm 23 that is going to launch at us that we should be at rest. What on earth? Are you kidding, right? And in the practical, I haven't got time to rest. True? Who's got time to rest? Arms high. I didn't see any. <laughs> it's all right. Sometimes you actually get somebody who'll just go, you're... <laughs> No one moved. Maybe everyone's asleep. Anyway. I haven't got time to rest. But what is God actually saying? He wants us to lie down in green pastures. He wants us to be in a state of rest and we're going to find out why because right up front here's what our heavenly father is sorting out for us it's his christmas delight for us every year but a special reminder to come to the table this year I've already bought my Christmas present, Anaconda. It's a camping shop. They send me emails. They send me Facebook messages. Um, they sent me a good one that said they have their combo big double hammock on sale. I was in, right? I was halfway through preparing this message, so rest in the hammock. Yeah, that makes sense. I've always wanted one. So it's a spoil yourself thing. But God wants us to rest. It's like he sets out a lounge chair or a hammock or a couch and he wants us to lie down. It's a green pasture. I don't know what your green pasture looks like. And for, for me, when I was growing up, I don't do it so much these days, but I loved to get out beside a creek. Just lie down and listen. Lie down and do nothing else but be beside that creek. Uh, soak up the natural. Loved it. Don't do it so much these days. I find myself watching the cricket more. But metaphorically speaking, right, he knows we need rest. He knows we need the hammock. He knows we need to stop and slow down. But there's a purpose. And in the end of verse 2 and starting into verse 3, God has a plan for us because he leads us beside those still waters. And stay with me here as we discover what he's saying. First, there was inactivity. We lie down. Now there's progress. He leads me. There's a purpose. He, it doesn't say he drives me or he drags me, but he himself leads, goes ahead and shows the way. And if I'm not still enough, I'm not going to see it or hear it or feel it or even know about it. True? There's always rest before there's movement. It's a biblical principle. And what God is saying is, as you rest, I will fill you up. Are you resting in me? Are you giving me time to restore you? 
Are you actually, now there's a lot of busyness around Northreach, particularly at this time of the year. So the responsible Gary from time to time will send the message out, are you taking enough time to rest? Are you actually soaking in the scriptures in a way that will refresh you? Are we doing our devotions or are we too busy for everything else? Are we resting in God? Psalm 23 is all over that, isn't it? Are we taking our rest so that the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit can guide and lead us on? We want to be guide. We want the guide. Sometimes we forget what predominates the guiding. True? And we just want life to happen and the sweetness to happen and God says, ah, me first. Me first. Rest in me. Apparently, the Lord of the universe says you can't have progress until you go through rest. This is a real picture taken in the Judean wilderness, comprised of mostly sand, rocks and shrub brush. Uh, it's rugged, it's hilly, it's hot, it's dry. And when you actually pass through it, it just looks unlivable. This is Judea. This is Israel today. And yet there are oases in this wilderness, small wadis where you can find streams of water. Now, clearly, you need to know where those streams are. That's the role for the shepherd. The shepherd needs to know where to lead the sheep. Or the sheep won't find, we've already had that very well told to us, the sheep won't find the water on their own. The shepherd leads them. It's a dominant principle. And you can see him bounding around very much alive and flourishing in Israel today. The psalmist pictures life like this. The shepherd leading us through the rugged hillsides to a place that's quiet and serene, places where we can rest from the journey, places like your veranda, your patio, your bedroom, the various other places where you would find yourself in a state where you can just kind of slow down. And here's the unlock massively. There's refreshing in verse 3, restoring my soul. That's the purpose. And the Hebrew word here is shub, which actually means return to the starting point. Now, I think this is the principal uh, kind of pivot point for Psalm 23. This is the whole message of Psalm 23, and I'll explain why. This little word, return to the starting point, to recover, to refresh, to restore, sometimes to back up, 
The word actually means to reverse, to back up. Because there's times where we need to go back and start over. In the, in the passage and in the biblical understanding, it's a reference to revival. Being revived, restored, regenerated. And I believe it's the whole context of Psalm 23. Starting, sometimes, starting over. But every time, starting new. Starting refreshed, starting vital, starting enabled, starting and going. Because in the the biblical understanding, it's returning to our first love, Jesus Christ. And sometimes that's a kickstart. Sometimes that's a restart. Sometimes that's a, I need to go back a little bit. Have it happening fresh and real and vital and living and loving. Resting until your love of God is again fresh and vital and pleasing and restful. New beginnings, new hopes, new dreams. Because when you spend quiet time with God, your shepherd, he puts your soul back into its originally good condition, whole, healthy, happy. And when we're not spending time with God, there's a guarantee that you may feel unrested. Many of us can testify to that. In the last part of verse 3, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I feel like this is so powerful this Christmas. So you didn't hear anything theologically deep this morning. And in the interest of time, I'm, I'm not going to go further today. But what I will leave you with that's pressing on my heart that I believe needs to be pressing on all of our hearts is God first, duty whenever. God first, refreshing, renewing, revitalised, starting over if we have to, or starting up if we've never done it and allow God to give us rest in our soul in order that we would be refreshed and renewed, that he would guide us and lead us on. Amen. Amen. Anybody else see that in Psalm 23? I'm going to give you permission to move. Anybody see it? It's all over it. It's what it's about. Come to me, come to my table, be at my table every day. And and we're kind of saying, we're invited at Christmas, right? We're, we're, We're just taking some preacher's license in giving a title to a series that effectively embellishes the fact that every single day we come to the table with Jesus for renewing, for refreshing. Some of us are thinking holidays. 
and I've just got to get to tomorrow or I've got to get through today or I've, I've just got two weeks left, maybe I've got three weeks left and then it's party. I'm on holidays, right? Anybody? You're kind of thinking, I can do it. I can do it. I can get there. It's just a couple of weeks and then I can celebrate. Well, Jesus says, I do not want you to wait two weeks. Today is the day of the Lord. Have we got that? So I'm going to pray. And I genuinely would love it if you need prayer through this season, any season, if you need prayer and you know, you know what? I need that refreshing. That's right where I'm at. I actually need to know that I'm right with God. I need to know that I'm in a place where I can allow God to refresh me because I'm just feeling over it, tired, a little drained. I need the Lord in my life. If that's you, as I start to pray, just come and stand out the front and I want to see a wave of people coming and praying for anyone who comes to the front. So you see some movement, just jump up and come and pray with that person. A couple of weeks ago, I said, put your hand up, and we had people flock to where people were. Well, we're just going to come around these communion tables and pray for one another. Can we do it? Can we do it? Father, there are many of us seated all around today. Some of them are are thinking, I don't want to move. Others are, are just automatically coming. Lord, I pray that we seek you and have a desire to have you fill our lives up. I, I feel, Lord God, that this season controls us way too much. And I pray, Lord God, that the, we will seek your refreshing, that there'll be an anointing upon people to uh, be able to recognise that we need to start over or we need to start again, or we just need to pause and have you refresh us and fill us up. Lord, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord God, for the refreshing in people's lives as we speak, as we pray. And Lord, I ask that for anyone who needs to just have some time out, that they'll seek that time this week. Extend the devotions or start devotions or have their devotions faithfully. And Lord, just listen to your still quiet voice. Get some time to recover, restore and be real before you, our wonderful God. And Lord, in this season, what we want to speak out over each other is unspeakable joy. We want to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ in every household. And Lord, I pray a blessing over every one of those food relief boxes that as they're packed with Christmas story, with the true meaning of Christmas, with messages of hope and happiness, 
I pray, Lord God, as they reach families, that families are restored this Christmas, not just with food, but with the blessing of friendship, with the blessing of the church, with the blessing of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ into their homes. We pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.